0: What's up everybody, really enjoyed my conversation with Megan Kohler, and you will too, especially if you're into fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and if you also want to know what it's like to be an NBA dancer and the life behind the scenes, then you are going to enjoy this next hour as well. So sit back, relax, and find inspiration in Megan's story. Three, two, one, welcome, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for it's having to have me. You.
0: It's great to have you, Bowling Green State. Two shows in a row, everybody. Bowling yep. Green State University in the house for the <laughs> second time in two shows. Megan, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Um, it's a little cold outside, but we're coping here in
0: Cleveland. You you uh, made it okay with the, the 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 hood and the windshield wiper fluid, and you were able to do all that. That's impressive. <laughs> Let's you know most most people can't do that.
1: Yeah, it was a little rough, but that's adult. You didn't right? go to the
0: gas station for a little assistance. No, I didn't. You did it all by yourself. Look yep. at that. Good mm-hmm. for you. Good for you. It's freezing cold here. For people that don't know, it is what is it? Five I think degrees? It's
1: nine degrees. Last time I looked at my car. That's what nine I said. degrees.
0: Yeah, it's it's cold, folks. It's cold, and there's a lot of snow on the ground. So I appreciate you coming uh, from downtown. Thank you for being yep. here. Um, I've been following you since I guess since we met at the coffee shop, and. Yep. Uh, and been watching you do your thing with the fitness and those kind of things, and we'll get into that. But let's let's start with uh, let's start with your background, backing up a little bit. So tell us a little bit about where you went to school, high school. Let's start in high school, and you know what you what you were doing to uh, get into your to get into your fitness and dancing.
1: So I grew up arguably dancing for my whole life. Um, I did a mix of dancing and cheerleading throughout. Um, when I was little up until now pretty much. So I went to Menor High School and I was a cheerleader there and I also was dancing in a studio growing up as well and then I went on to Bowling Green State University and I was on the dance team there and Dancing in a studio versus at a game is a lot different, so it was good to get that game day experience because right. we danced at football, basketball, and some hockey games at Bowling Green, mm-hmm. and having that background really helped me.
0: So, uh, you're when you were in high school though, back and back up to Mentor, when you went to high school and you were doing, were you doing cheerleading for four years, all four years? or? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're doing cheerleading in high school what's the motivation for you did you always were you always in dance growing up or
1: yeah so my mom always jokes saying that i could dance before i could walk because her best friend owned a dance studio and once they found out i was a girl they signed me up they're like megan's in it she's gonna be in ballet she's gonna be in tap and then they would hold me out over my kitchen floor and i would be tapping my feet kind (laughs) of like tap dancer. so i couldn't even walk yet so they always joked about that
0: so you were a dancer from from day one, almost. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, because you know what? My girls started doing dance, and it's like it's insane. It's insane. It they're, they are they're there like two nights a week. There's weekends. There's travel now. They're yep. competing like at, at the state level. We're supposed to go out to the west coast for a competition. Later wow. this year, mm-hmm. like they're and like they're young, you know. So a, yeah. and it's like paying for a college tuition
1: it is. for these two <laughs> girls to dance.
0: Did you do the same thing growing up? Were you doing like the organized?
1: I didn't do it as competitively, but we did compete. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot so centered around the recitals.
0: Right, exactly. And
1: um, one thing I learned in dance was how to change in a car, coming from school to dance class. So I can I can relate to that going from school to dance multiple nights a week.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It's 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 in cra- It's crazy because my kids are pretty young and they're already they're already in it full time. So it's going to be one of those things that that I hope they love it because it's very yes. expensive <laughs> and it's very it's a big commitment. So, uh, it is. Um, anyways, so. You were doing some dance, and you went to um, you went to Menor doing the cheerleading thing. So when you're at Menor, do you have ambitions of going off to you know when you're picking your college? Are you looking to get a scholarship? What's that? How does that work?
1: Cheerleaders don't typically get offered scholarships to go to college. Male cheerleaders sometimes do actually, because they're in higher demand.
0: How sexist,
1: that's (laughs) that's crazy. I guess that's just the way it is. Um, (laughs) But I actually tried out for cheerleading at Bowling Green and made the team my first year. And then once I was in cheerleading, I started to fall back in love with dance again. So I kind of was in this cheer and dance struggle my whole life. Mm -hmm. And then um, I decided to try out for the dance team And I didn't make it at first, just because I had fallen out of the technique part of it. And I hadn't been training as hard with dance. I had been training with cheerleading. Mm -hmm. So making that switch was huge, but I didn't give up. How old
0: were you at this point?
1: I wanna say it was around 21, 22.
0: So you were like, so you're cheerleading for the football team? Is that what it was or?
1: At Bowling Green? Yeah. Yeah, it was football and basketball. You're doing both? Yeah.
0: Wow, Mm -hmm. okay. Is that common for girls? They do like they cross over to different sports in, in college?
1: Yeah, I think it might depend on the college as well because in high school in Mentor, we only did one or the other. Mm-hmm. So high school was just basketball for me.
0: Right. What's the commitment like in college? If you're cheerleading, what's that like? Is it almost like a full time job or
1: you have to balance it because you have you're trying to have a social life, you obviously have to study and then you have practices and games and In college since we did both it pretty much goes all year round so Mm -hmm. there's not really an off season because once basketball season's over with Mm -hmm. um it's getting ready for auditions or tryouts again and then you have a little bit of time off in the summer but then you're right back in it
0: so tell us a little bit about bowling green did you enjoy it what was the experience i did yeah
1: bowling green was a lot of fun um i was in a sorority too delta gamma
0: okay so that was super fun and then i was
1: like i said i cheered in the beginning and i danced at the end and right. I was definitely involved in, in the campus life and the community of Bowling Green, so that was fun.
0: So you're a beautiful beautiful girl dancing at Bowling Green or cheerleading at Bowling, Gr- a Bowling bit Green, right? <laughs> Trying to do maybe start transitioning into more dancing and and that sort of thing. What's it like? I mean, the players, the pl- what's it, what's that whole life like for the, you know, the college athletics mixing with the cheerleaders and mm-hmm. Are you is it is it are you guys allowed to kind of like date the players? Is that kind of off limits? What's what's all that about?
1: That's one of the top questions I get as a dancer mm-hmm. all the time. So in college, there were no rules against it, but once I went on to dance in the NBA, then there were definitely rules against
0: that. Mm. And we'll, maybe we'll get into those <laughs> we'll get into those rules uh, as we go further. So okay, so college it's it's fine. It is what yep. it is. And are you guys hanging out with the players a lot? Is that kind of what happens?
1: Um, football a little bit, but more so basketball. I felt like we were more connected with them because we had more games and basketball is kind of more up and close in your face. Mm -hmm. You're closer to the fans or closer to the court and everything. And also over Christmas break or whatever breaks we had, Thanksgiving break and all that, we would stay on campus because we would have basketball games Mm. and everybody else goes home. And then the cheerleaders, dancers, and maybe someone like the pep band and fans, obviously, who go to the BG games? They're all still in Bowling Green, right? So everyone else went home for Christmas or whatever it was, and, and we guys were back to in. Stay, yeah, anyway. we got to go home for a little bit, but some of the time we'd have to stay back in Bowling Green. Are you guys so. getting like
0: stipend money or anything like that, or? Um, no, we doing? didn't. We Nothing. didn't. Huh? Um,
1: I think that the players did though.
0: Yeah. Okay. So all right, so you're enjoying your time at Bowling Green. Yep. And then you're around 21, so about your junior seat, junior year, senior year. Mm-hmm you're trying to transition a little bit into this this dancing so yeah back at first into dance. yeah so at first you didn't yeah back into dance so at first you didn't make the team you said
1: I didn't so okay. since I was so concentrated on cheerleading um, I was heavily concentrating on cheerleading from I'd say mid high school and on mm-hmm. and then once I was in college doing it I was always looking over at the dance team and I'm like wow I wish I was dancing again so I started joining some of like the little dance clubs we had on campus and gotcha practicing with different classes so the
0: dance team and the cheerleading team are separate but you guys yes. are both together at these events like the major the yes. games okay so it's gotcha.
1: all under the spear group's umbrella ah, so it was the mascots right. cheerleaders and dancers
0: okay yeah well at least you, at least you didn't do the mascot route, you know?
1: <laughs> i couldn't be in that suit so props <laughs> to them
0: seriously uh so what happens you, you start getting into the dance club i found that interesting you didn't at first make it but you're like wait a second i really and that probably made you want it even more right it did yeah so and can you talk about that
1: i mean that was like a microcosm life lesson that i learned is that mm-hmm. i couldn't give up because i really really wanted it so even though i was embarrassed that i didn't make it but i knew that i had my work cut out for me so i had to keep practicing and i had to keep working at it and even working with um, dancers that were on the team or talking with the coach and taking her classes because she taught at a studio so anything i needed to do Mm
0: -hmm. i did it and like what were you doing that what were you doing that was different going into the gyms practicing on your own like what what do you start doing
1: yeah so with dance there's different drills you can do so i would do prac i would practice across the floor dance Mm -hmm. drills on my own and then I would practice uh, with some of the other dancers like I said because I knew some of the people on the team so right. I would practice with them sometimes and just learning choreography so a big part of it is choreography retention and you're learning so many different dances all the time especially during basketball season because there's so many games sure, and sure. you dance more than once per game mm-hmm. so there's so much to remember I had to work on learning this dance one day and then the next day learning another dance and then still being able to do both of them.
0: So, when you were trying to get into the dance team at this point, but you're getting close to grad I mean closer to graduation than you were, um, wh- what's the mentality for you uh, you know post college like you want to get the dance team, but what are you looking at when you're graduating from from school? What's the reasoning for it?
1: Well, another one of the reasons that I really wanted to make the BG dance team was because I knew I wanted to try out for an NBA team after college. Mm. I wasn't sure exactly if I was going to stay here in Cleveland or if I was going to go somewhere else, but I definitely wanted to do it. And I knew that being on the BG dance team would help me prepare for the next step. So gotcha. I did want to be at, on the team at BG too, just to be on that team, but then I also wanted to use that as experience for yeah. th- what I wanted to do next.
0: So and. and can you so can you make a transition from just cheerleading to being part of a professional nba dance team or is it like you need to come from the dance team in college in order to do it or is it it's a mixture so it's a
1: really diverse like group of women that makes the dance teams in the nba so some people are college cheerleaders they go right into it and then some people um come right out of high school because the age requirement yeah age or, I, requirement I yeah you that's, only have to be 18. that's a good enough word <laughs> <laughs> you only have to be 18 to, to dance on our uh the team i was on okay i think maybe like a minimum
0: age requirement is what age, you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah minimum yeah, age is 18. Yeah. Okay. so
1: i know in the nfl a lot of times it's 21. Mm. um i think that's maybe some of the other cities are 21 but where i was at it was 18. so some of the people came right out of high school and some people came right out of college um, i danced On the dance team in college, some girls cheered in college.
0: So there's no cookie-cutter, black-and-white path to the professional dancer for for an NBA – at least for the NBA, right? Yeah. Same thing in the NFL?
1: I'd say so. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and then actually – But NFL is
0: more cheerleading. It is. Right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. NFL is a lot more like pageantry kind of things and modeling and um, like local celebrity type Mm -hmm. stuff, and they do a lot of community work and – like that,
0: it'd be tough to convince anybody to become a cheerleader for the Cleveland Browns, especially <laughs> <would>. right now. <laughs> Are you going to go to the parade? The o- <laughs> the Owen 16 parade?
1: Well, I was trying to figure out if it's real or not. It's I, real, I was saying it's real, and my boyfriend oh, doesn't believe it.
0: Oh, it's 100% real. It's 100%. Actually, you know, Beanie Wells, who uh was on my show, he hosts his own radio show, and I think they brought the guy on who's coordinating the whole event. Really, I think it's listen, don't quote me. I I mean, there's a chance maybe it's not real, but I'm pretty sure it's going to happen from what I've, from what I've heard. So that's hilarious. You could always just we'll roll see. out of bed and, uh, you know, go down there and celebrate. <laughs> so <laughs> or sad. Protests, either one. So, yeah, really. So sad. Uh, so back to you, back to the dancing. So, okay. So you, you ended up, so how, what happened how did you end up getting on the team the, in Bowling Green?
1: After I auditioned and I wasn't making it, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I worked really hard on my own and in the studio and doing uh, any kind of dance organization I could find at BG and working over the summer and all that kind of stuff. So once I came back for the next year's audition um, and when I made it, I was obviously elated that my hard work paid off Absolutely. and we got right into boot camp.
0: That's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. So you made the team and then you were on the team for what, one year? Two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two years. And then, like, are the, are the cheerleader girls, like, kind of like staring you down during the games? No, not like no. no, 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 no. Not, it's not <laughs> like that at all. Huh? They
1: were actually really pumped for me.
0: Because not a lot of people make the transition. Like I actually, tri- you know.
1: yeah, I'm not sure if anyone ever has. Really? Wow. Pro- I mean, probably, but I don't personally know anyone none, that has. None of so your friends did that. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So you have to do, you got to experience both. Yeah. But the dance team is, are they doing, they're not doing football probably. You're mostly basketball at that point, right?
1: Dance team does both.
0: It was both. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you did that for a couple years and uh, Bowling Green was great. You were an interior design major mm-hmm. for whatever that's worth. And so then what happens for you post bowling green going into nba dance tryouts what is what is that process because i know there's a lot of girls out there (laughs) that want to know how can i ultimately do that one day
1: i definitely had to hit the gym more because once i was going to the pre-audition workshops i saw the girls that were on the current team and i thought i was in pretty good shape but once i saw them and they had ripped abs and i was like wow I need to get in the gym i need to clean up my diet a little bit so i definitely started working on that and i was going to all the pre-audition workshops that i that i possibly could and those do kind of like a mock audition within Mm -hmm. the within the workshop which is good
0: so how so you do you you do the 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 mock audition and uh you're cleaning up your your nutrition and you're you know upping your game we'll say but uh, so then what is, what's the tryout process like? And take us through that if you could.
1: I'm trying to think back. It was a long <laughs> time ago when I did that. So you have to go through a couple different rounds. Mm-hmm. And they go through interviews with you, one-on-one interviews. And they do um, across-the-floor technique. They do a couple different styles of dances. There's hip-hop, there's heels dances, and there's jazz Mm -hmm. And then there's kind of like game day choreography that they throw in to see how you look dancing in a game day environment rather than the other dances are more kind of that stage dance.
0: So there's an application process, right? Yeah. At the beginning. Yep. Do you have to submit tapes or anything like that?
1: Not to my knowledge. Uh, I think that we submitted a headshot. Okay. So if you want to go get some professional pictures done, that always looks better Mm -hmm. than a a selfie on your cell phone. (laughs) Right.
0: So it's a headshot. Uh, application, mm-hmm. um, yeah, with just
1: basically your information, your background, where you're from, all that kind of stuff. Do you
0: need like recommendation letters or anything like that from your dance coaches? And...
1: That helps, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So again, it's like uh, it's it's another application process at the beginning. Yeah. Will they accept everybody that s- submits an application?
1: Yeah, it's an open audition, so everybody uh, gets to come. Okay. It's not. Uh, invite only right right like we only picked x amount of girls you guys are invited to come audition with us so everybody can come
0: so is it one day
1: it's multiple days Mm -hmm. i can't remember exactly the number of each audition that i did um but i want to say it was each night for a week or something like that Mm -hmm. and then they go through different cuts so there's different rounds
0: Gotcha. So it's uh, it's a, like an elimination process almost, right? It's a like a, it's bit, like yeah. American Idol. It's like American Idol for dancing.
1: <laughs> yep. You get a little number. You put it <laughs> on your hip. Everyone gets their own bedazzled outfit. And yeah. you want to get a different color that obviously complements how you look and your skin tone, your hair, and all that. Sure, sure. And it's um, like a whole
0: thing, right? You have yeah. to, you have to have like a, like your own individual, customized strategy, almost. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you want to kind of brand yourself in a way that the judges, judges are going to remember you, rather than number forty-two. They're going to be like, oh yeah, that girl in the purple, or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah. how, so how did you brand yourself?
1: The first year. I actually wore one of my best friends uniforms she had a dance outfit because she auditioned for the patriots cheerleaders okay so the patriots colors were kind of similar because it was like a navy blue and wine Uh, color and i think there's some white accents in there maybe and um so i wore that i got a spray tan like i said i hit the gym more um and i just tried to show confidence
0: yeah that's the most important right yeah that's clearly yep. the most important. If you look a little unsure of yourself,
1: yeah, because you're done. <laughs> you're done. If you can't dance in front of a panel of 10 judges, you can't, how are you going to be in front of 20,000 people? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Do you guys ever uh, travel with the team to other games? Or is it all just home game?
1: Home games, we performed at all of those. And then as far as travel goes, we traveled to represent the brand, but we didn't travel to... Uh, dance at Uh, other games if that makes sense so for example i went to china over the one summer there was a big tour called nba nation and they had a few different stops in china and we went to one of the cities and
0: um that had to be amazing yeah it was really amazing yeah Mm -hmm. it's beautiful um so you are so you 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 audition uh whoever the ryan seacrest is of the of the (laughs) auditions is you, you they're they're eliminating people. You're getting down to the final. How many girls make it?
1: The final team is twenty.
0: Twenty girls every year, same exact number. I believe so. Okay. So twenty or approximately twenty girls every year. And um, so what? What? Uh, how? How do you? How are you made aware that hey, you've been chosen? What's that like? And how does that work?
1: I think in my first year and my second year, they called us. So at the final round, you finished up um, everything that they wanted you to do and you went home and you were expecting a call by this day at this time, or mm-hmm. this window of time.
0: And then, you, so you get a phone call? I mean, yep, what's- I got the phone what, call. Yeah.
1: My first year, I'm jumping up and down, I'm yelling, <laughs> I'm freaking out, telling my mom, telling my boyfriend, all excited, and actually, that same exact day, they wanted us to come down to um, do our intro bios. So we went in and we did a video intro to just talk about. And you're who probably we are. so
0: overwhelmed too at this point, right? You're like, you can't believe it. Yeah, it was yeah. a crazy day. That's awesome. Yeah, it was that's pretty really cool. So well, this that's goes when back it all to 2015. Yes, 14, fall
1: 15? fall of 2015 is okay. when I first made it.
0: Okay, so just over two years ago. Yep. And. Uh, the fall, so oh, go, going into the fifteen sixteen season, which starts like October, right, end of October. For, right. So aud- the
1: auditions were, I believe, end of August. Okay. I know. Start to finish, it was about two week process. Gotcha.
0: So you go like, so that you you narrow it down. You're anxious. It's a few weeks. <laughs> the process, right? You can't sleep. Is it gonna? Right. Then, and then you're waiting for the call. You get the call. They tell you you got it. You can't believe it. You got to come down. Do some video. You know, get ready because yep. season starts soon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's your first ex- What's your first live game experience like that season?
1: Well, we went through preseason first, and preseason wasn't as hype as regular season, right. like with the fans and the environment and everything, and the the new intro video is not out yet. So right. preseason was like a practice run, and we went to Ohio State, and I think we went somewhere else too. So that actually those were the times that we got to travel and dance
0: gotcha yeah gotcha mm-hmm. so that first game at home was that the, the game that the home a certain that a certain somebody had just come back from miami or that, that was a different season that
1: was a different season yeah i gotcha i My, can't keep track anymore so the first time that calves and golden state played each other and golden state won the next season i was on there
0: ah okay okay mm-hmm. so the first your first home game experience, is it overwhelming? Is it exciting? Is it, it was. It's all of the above. <laughs> it's just crazy, right?
1: Yeah, I'd been dreaming about it for so yeah. long. And I knew that even when I was auditioning at Bowling Green that I wanted to use that as like a stepping stone to get here.
0: You're Right, right, right. I'm just going to move this up towards you a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, So you're there and you can't believe it. The bright lights, 20,000 people. Yeah. Players are, you know, Yeah, it's it's not, the, whole it's the not. to do? It's not
1: these, no offense, not like Joe Schmo people. It's these... Right top names that I'm Mm -hmm. I'm on their team and they're they're the players on my basketball team it's really cool and I'm not just dancing for um Bowling Green folks and the parents of no offense to the Bowling Green folks (laughs) it's a little different yeah Yeah. it's it's different I I did love Bowling Green so don't get me wrong don't get me wrong you're dancing for the
0: players too because I'm at the games And they should be paying attention to Coach Tyron Liu or whatever. Yes. Or whoever. And they're paying attention to you guys on the dance floor. So you're (laughs) dancing for the player, you know, you're dancing for everybody. Yep, Um, there's
1: cameras in your face. ESPN's right there. Um, Fox Sports Ohio's right there. So that was another kind of culture shock, I guess, is Mm -hmm. I wasn't used to these crazy cameras in my face at Bowling Green. So that was another thing. And learning how to not just dance for the crowd but then also dance towards the camera and like interact with the camera too totally
0: totally so take us through the life of an nba an nba dancer if you would so that your your first game you get it behind you like oh okay that was was (laughs) fun and piece of cake from here on out so what's the lifestyle like during the season
1: it's a large time commitment, so we had to have practice a couple times a week, and then we would have games, obviously home games, and there was also appearances, and appearances were optional. So, for example, yeah. if uh, the casino wanted us to come, or there was a um, the opening of the new YMCA downtown, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. So we would go out into the community for those and. Um, There's always new dances, fresh dances, especially right when you're starting out. Like I mentioned before, there's so much choreography to remember. Mm -hmm. You have to remember the intro of the game. You have to remember all the different dances. When you go out for a T-shirt toss, DJ Steph Floss is playing whatever song, and Mm -hmm. Captain calls out, number one, and you just have to remember number one, or number number eight. You just have to remember it. So you
0: guys just kind of go on the whim. At those at times, sometimes, yeah. yeah.
1: So there's kind of like a vocabulary of dances. Mm-hmm. So there's like letters and numbers, and you just have to remember which one number
0: yeah, absolutely number yeah. nine is,
1: and you have to know what letter B is.
0: So on the spot. Outside of those dances, I mean, what's the time commitment like on a on average an average week? How many hours are you putting in outside of the game?
1: So practices were generally four to five hours, and there's wow. three of those. A week
0: holy cow
1: yeah yep wow there's just so much to go over especially like when the rookies come in because you have to explain when you're when you're at the arena you have to explain where you go for each part of the game because mm. we're not just sitting behind the hoops the whole time we're out on concourse and then we're up in loudville and then we're down near the court and then there's t-shirt toss but then there's all together and there's just a bunch of different formations you have to remember and when they happen that's
0: the worst walking through the concourse <laughs> <laughs> you could be honest you walking it's, through, it's you got when, when fifty-year-old uh, <laughs> men drooling and you know trying to high-five you the whole way, right?
1: If we're if we're on a mission, we're trying to get somewhere. We have to like kind of
0: Wait, get through second, the crowd, you, guys you are know. Always on a mission. I see you guys oh, running yeah. through those those yep. halls. Yeah, <laughs> we had to. Uh, so it's a major time commitment, right? I mean, it was. You're, it's a major time commitment during the season. Are, you, are they paying? I mean, are they paying you? Oh, guys? it's
1: paid. Yeah, it is. Yep, it's paid.
0: Is it is it good pay? Is it? Or it's just, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little something just to get you, you know, to say thanks.
1: I mean, I'd say it's in the, in the middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to love it, but I mean, the experiences I had are priceless. It mm-hmm. sounds cliche, but it's honestly the truth.
0: <laughs> no doubt. And, uh, so you're dancing your first season and you obviously loved it. Mm-hmm. Did it surpass your expectations? Did it meet it or fall short?
1: I definitely got to experience some of the coolest stuff that I didn't even, I wasn't expecting to experience. So in some aspects it did expect my, like what,
0: like example, exceed my expectations. Like what? Like one example, like something that you didn't expect, but that you got to do, besides the China thing.
1: So one of the coolest things, one of the coolest moments I saw was when um, it was Kobe's final round with all the different games and he was uh, in Cleveland yeah. and everyone was cle- cheering for him. And it was his last time in Cleveland and him and LeBron were hugging probably 10 feet away from me oh that's awesome and they just like had a little moment and i, I like looked around for a second i'm like am i seeing that, this is this like, real holy
0: shit and i'm like yeah. there are a
1: couple other people around us but i'm one of the only people that gets to see this up close and personal yeah like you, you wish you had
0: your camera on you at that yeah part. it was cool yeah. i'm like you
1: can't feel that through the tv if that was on tv i'm not sure if it was that's but
0: awesome it was pretty that's cool, cool. That's yeah really and i'm cool. like look
1: at these legends right in front of my face yeah
0: yeah that's really neat so talk about a little bit about these these guys because you mentioned it a little earlier uh, there's a no. There's like a no dating policy. Is that across the board? Yeah,
1: I think that's across the whole NBA and NFL, and uh, there are entertainment teams and baseball too. So I'm guessing in there too. But uh, um, it's just to keep the brand looking its best, right? Because you don't want any kind of like um, you don't, scandal you, you don't coming want, you out. You don't want
0: player A. Who's dating one of the cheerleaders?
1: Yeah, and you don't want.
0: (laughs) They're going through a bad breakup, and and player B on the other team is like, you know, staring at the cheerleader, and player A goes over and punches him in the face. Yeah, you want to avoid (laughs) avoid anything emotional. Yeah, you don't want to create
1: like any kind of scandal that would be out in the news. So.
0: So if if that does happen, what's the uh, repercussions for that?
1: The repercussions are being cut from the team.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. the the cheerleader not the player not the NBA player unfortunately Correct. nothing happens yeah. to the player but <laughs>
1: but the uh, dancer is replaceable exactly
0: yes that's uh that's interesting that's mm-hmm. interesting so okay so you did your first season and then you came back you, do you have to try out again for season number yes. 2 yes
1: yes every year the veterans obviously have a leg up on the competition sure. just because they they know how everything goes they're a season veteran now they've right. gotten a year at least under their belt so uh, They do have to re-audition, but for the most part, most of the team gets to ask back.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So you came back? Yes.
1: (laughs) But at the same time, if you were doing things that you weren't supposed to be doing in your first year or Mm -hmm. the coach realized that you were never on time or, you know, things like that, Mm -hmm. that first year kind of is your
0: audition. Ah, I gotcha. They want to see how you handle, like, the real experience throughout the year and how you handle really... It's so true, like with everything. Like mm-hmm. how do you handle everything, like the preparation? How do you handle you know, when the bright lights aren't on you? Yeah. Not so much like once you're performing, you're performing, like, yeah, you're gonna turn it on. But how how are you as a team player yep. outside of that leading up? And that's so true in like so many different businesses and industries. It's uh it's about being a team player and about being dedicated. So For that's sure. that's interesting. And uh,
1: taking constructive criticism is a huge one too. Yeah. Like not, not just, taking it personal. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Gotcha. Um so season 2 you came back you loved it again went through the whole season same thing mm-hmm. any other crazy stories from from that season or?
1: second season
0: What's the, oh, what's the biggest thing you obviously remember? Obviously, the
1: first season we won the championship. I forgot to mention that, but oh, we all that. Oh,
0: that. that's, that's a small little thing. Right? No, no <laughs> so big that deal. Was, Just the first championship in Cleveland That history. was amazing, no, no big too, like, like yeah. You know, for like the last who knows how long. But right. Yeah, yeah. So that
1: was incredible, too. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I was kind of <laughs> sad that we were on the road when it happened.
0: Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. We'll take what we, we can get. We still have it, yeah. We'll take what we can get.
1: And no one can take that away from us. No but doubt. Um, I was kind of sad that we didn't have any confetti, but
0: um,
1: <laughs> we were having the RNC come in, so mm-hmm. the whole arena was getting flipped basically at that right, point.
0: Right, I was there for that, by the
1: way. Oh, really? Yeah, it was awesome. It
0: was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. It was.
1: I got to go to one of uh, Mayor Giuliani's events.
0: Really mm-hmm. interesting. Yes, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I was gonna. I've got a, a uh, something special at the end. Just want to hear your take on it. <laughs> we, we won't get too political, but you know. Got it. Um, you know, you turn on the news these days. And everything's negative. I know. Whether you watch Fox or CNN or something else, you know, it's just, it's it's so negative And it's just like, you know, th- this type of podcasting and just talking to people and mm-hmm. listening to things that are like positive and feels good, you know. because it your Because the news is nasty these days. And it's so fake. It's like I most know. of it's fake, you know. It is. Yeah. Um, so you go into, you, you finish off your second season right yep and so you you finished the second season as the nba dancer and as you're finishing your second season what's the mentality do you know that you're coming back to try out for three or you start having sights set on something else
1: so due to the big time commitment um which definitely was worth it i loved my two seasons that i had there but um i definitely knew it was time for me to start concentrating on my career okay and uh, dance can't last forever
0: right right so, so two years you were done right you did two years with the yeah, cast, two seasons or with the uh, nba mm-hmm. and, two years uh, with the nba yep <laughs> and okay so so you started focusing on your career which is more sales and marketing oriented yeah, right you have yep. the natural that's def- definitely the natural personality for that um so take us through take us through what you start doing um with not only that but with you know your your fashion and or your fitness uh, aspirations at that point
1: so when i was on the dance team my sleep schedule was kind of messed up just because we had practiced so late and we'd have games so late and i wasn't able to get up right in the morning which now that i have more control over my schedule i choose to go to bed early and i get up early right so my day looks like getting up at 4 a.m which sounds crazy to some people, but that's just what I do. Yeah, and that's, I tr- <laughs> that's crazy to me,
0: but, you know, who am I?
1: I try to get to the gym by around 5, depending on my day. Sometimes it'll be 4.30, and I just, I'm fresh, I'm ready to go. I get up and I get the I get to the gym after I have a snack, of course, because I can't what be on an empty snacks? stomach. What
0: kind of snack do you usually go with?
1: Almost every single morning, unless I'm out of milk, I'll have a Kashi go lean crunch I think it's called cinnamon mm. bowl cereal
0: wow okay a mm-hmm. little carb get, yeah. get the day going yeah mm-hmm. okay so yeah you, so so you go to the gym how many days a week were you, you started doing this
1: I'd say six days a week six I, days a week I five usually, in the morning yeah I usually take one rest day um wow yeah
0: that's insane <laughs> Especially when it's like 10 degrees out like it I is know. right now. I know. Well, yeah.
1: I'm downtown and my gym's downtown, so I really only have to walk across the street, which is nice. It's,
0: listen, you're not giving yourself enough. That's still dedication. <laughs> That's still a lot of dedication. Yeah. Trust me.
1: I mean, I, I wanted to have a lot more structure once I was off the team and I had more control over like my schedule. I'd, like I said, um, I wanted to have more structure and discipline on got to get here this time just because I used to have that. Discipline and structure <clears throat> when I was on the team and um, with my old job, but now I'm in control, and yeah, I don't exactly. I don't want to like lose sight of my goals, so I have to have everything on a time schedule.
0: So you start going to the gym, and um, when do you start saying to yourself like, "Hey, I want to uh, inspire other people" or getting more into the fitness world? Like, what do you start doing?
1: Mm-hmm. So actually, back in 2012 was when I started lifting, and Good. I was on bodybuilding.com I didn't know how to lift I was really confused and I was scared of the gym I was scared of the weight room I kind of did one of those cardio style workouts all the Mm -hmm. time and dance and stuff but I knew that if I wanted to actually change my body composition that I was gonna have to lift so I'm on bodybuilding.com I'm looking up um, different like workout plans and I'm like what am I supposed to eat I'm so confused because there's especially now Um, I'm looking at five years ago, but even now too, there's just so many different things. Everyone's got a different opinion. Yeah. Everyone has another opinion. This one's
0: paleo. This (laughs) one's right. Yeah. You're you're supposed to eat this. this No, you're
1: supposed to eat this. this No, this is how you're supposed to work out.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my head was spinning and I was like, you know
1: what? I just have to pick one plan. So I picked Jamie Eason's live, live fit, live fit. I think that's how you say it. Okay. Her training program. So it told you, eat this on this day, eat this on this day. And then it told you which workout to have each day. And there was a, pr- a progression within, I think, a few weeks or a couple months or something. Is it like
0: a low-carb, or what kind of plan is it?
1: I honestly can't even remember. Okay. But it was basically cutting – a lot of it was cutting out processed foods and just grocery shopping and making my own food mm-hmm. and meal prepping and all that. So gotcha. a lot. it was a lot of eggs and oatmeal and chicken and
0: so this goes vegetables. So this goes back to – even before you were doing the NBA, yeah. So this okay. was in
1: Bowling Green too. Yeah, and um, obviously in college, you're partying a lot, drinking a lot. So yeah.
0: um, that pizza, pretty <laughs> tough to avoid. So I knew I had
1: to uh, make a
0: change. <laughs> Absolutely. So <clears throat> okay, so you're doing that. Um, oh, your question. Yeah, Sorry. Please. I didn't. E-
1: I didn't even get to the question. I just gave you a background story. Okay. So even then, after my first summer of lifting, because. Once school was out for that summer, that's when I made the change. And within that couple months, I came back in the fall. Um, a lot of my sorority sisters were asking, What did you do? Like, how do you look so different?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I tried to explain to them how they have to change their lifestyle. Yeah. And it's tough. Like, people don't want to hear that. But that's the truth. How
0: much do you think nutrition? Uh, you could work out seven days a week, but if your nutrition's not there, like, yeah. right? I mean, you
1: can't out train it.
0: The nutrition is how, how much. How important is it as a percentage of your lifestyle?
1: I'd put it at eighty. Yeah. Eighty to twenty. Yeah. In favor it's, it's of that, what you're it's eating. It's that important, right? Yeah, and yeah. Eat it, what you're eating and drinking and just putting in your body literally becomes mm-hmm. your body. It's your cells mm-hmm. becomes your cells. So
0: you can be on that treadmill important. for forty five minutes a day, but if you go home and you put the ice cream and the
1: McDonald's, McDonald's drinking and, pop, and burger yeah. and
0: soda and sugar and all this crap, it yeah. doesn't matter. It right. It doesn't matter yeah it's i see so many people that that go to the gym literally five six days a week and a year later they look the same they did a year before yeah and they, and they wonder why do i do that why do i look this way right <laughs> well why don't you you gotta it's all about the nutrition nutrition so important it's yeah like, it's everything it is um so okay so you you obviously have aspirations for the 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 fitness stuff so at what point do you say to yourself because I've seen you recently on the Instagram and Mm -hmm. uh, social media you know posting a little bit more about your workouts your lifestyle your routine like when did that start coming into place for you
1: yeah so actually towards the end of last year now it's 2018 so towards the end of 2017 I started posting a little bit more and I have just had so many people ask me in person or text me or message me through Instagram or just mm-hmm. whatever avenue it is they're asking me especially women they're like how are you, how are you doing this what do you what do you eat what do you do for your workouts and they're all asking me this and after a while I was like wow I'm really impressed that
0: like they these they want my opinion. My, right? yeah. I'm like,
1: me, Megan? Like, people want my opinion? So <laughs> exactly. I thought that was pretty cool, and I think Instagram's a really cool platform to yeah. share ideas, and I obviously pictures and everything, too. But now you can do videos and multiple mm-hmm. videos and pictures, so.
0: Yeah, and, and you have 5,000 followers. You should have, Roughly. like, 500,000. <laughs> That's just my humble opinion, but, you Thank know.
1: Thank you. I'm working on it. You'll
0: get there. Mm-hmm. You'll get there after this podcast, for sure. Yes. Right? That's the goal. Um, so what do you want to do with all that what's, what's your plan
1: i'm going to start with instagram and i'm going to start posting more about like my journey kind of sharing what i shared with you mm-hmm. about where i started and i taught myself how to lift and that was super important and my body composition completely changed once i started lifting weights really? it did yeah and i actually since i was so nervous to go into a regular gym i used to be part of the lake county ymca Ah. Um, I was on my family plan with it. So we had a small gym up in the women's locker room. Mm-hmm. And there's only a rack of weights and a couple machines. And I was like, all right, I'm usually the only one in here. No one's going to look at me weird and be like, what is she doing? So yeah. I was able to stop and like look at my videos because I would have my, my phone on me and look it up through the bodybuilding.com.
0: The, fir- the first step in any process is always the hardest. Why don't you do it. You're like, okay, I can yeah. do it. Yeah. The first step is always like, the, no matter what you're doing, like, you know, the fear, anxiety, the anticipation yeah. is always so much worse than once you actually do it. And you're like, oh, okay, right. thank God I can, this is this is a piece of cake. Yeah, now you sure. can't even imagine your lifestyle. If somebody told you today, you can't lift weights anymore and do this, right? You would be like devastated.
1: Where's my outlet? Yeah, like, where's the gym outlet? is my yeah. outlet. That's where the I The cardio is
0: not enough anymore. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. That's That's really cool. Um, so you're going to use the Instagram and, uh, mm-hmm. and what, what, are you going to, what are your plans with that? You're going to do like some virtual – do you want to ultimately do like virtual training, have your own um, – I don't know, have your own DVD, you know, have uh, people contacting you for meal plans and like training plans? What's, what, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, maybe eventually, but I'm not licensed in personal training or nutrition. I just mm. – I've studied it kind of on my own and whatever works for me, that's what I'm putting out there. But I don't necessarily feel comfortable yet, um, unless I'm maybe more certified, I guess, right, <laughs> to right. give other people their specific plans or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna kind of share what I know and what's worked for me. And I would like to work with different brands, if it, whether it be a protein brand or, Uh, workout gear brand, like Gymshark or something. Mm -hmm. So working with brands as a fitness influencer would be more my style Uh, rather than trying to come up with meal plans for individuals and online coaching, that kind of thing.
0: I was telling you this actually before the show too. I don't know these guys that well. I met them uh, on an airplane. These guys, they started uh, this brand called Ghost, Mm G-H-O-S-T. Ghost, I think it's Ghost Protein or Supplements or something like that.
1: I think I might have seen them. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they've got
0: this YouTube channel now, and uh, they appear to be something that's that's pretty, you know, it's, it's growing, and, it's, and they've got this partnership with uh, Christian Guzman, who's a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, definitely somebody has to check out, because I know that they're still in the, they're still a startup. So, you yeah. know, they're still looking for talent, and they'll be the I've watched their YouTube videos. It looks like they're they're not you don't need to have a half a million followers for them to, mm-hmm. to want you. You could have anything. They're still trying to, you know, find partnerships with people like yourself. So yeah, that'd be it could awesome. be something you never know. Um and then you're doing sales and marketing too, is mm-hmm. right?
1: Yep.
0: Sales and marketing. Yep. Anything in particular Focusing like a career. particular industry like within marketing or whatever whatever comes your way. Yeah,
1: whatever comes my way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um well, I think that's awesome. I think you've got a cool story and obviously you're still just beginning to write it, you know, from Bowling Green. Yep. Bowling Green Bowling Green State University must be like the place to be, man. Between you I and my so. buddy Andy Barge, who was doing work you know, sports. It's a good place. If you're mm-hmm. if you're looking to apply to school, you gotta check out Bowling Green, you yeah. know. Yep. Did you like it there? It was fine. I did. Yeah. It was fun. And fine.
1: when I was was it both years? At least one of the years when I was on the dance team, we were the MAC champions. Really? Football. You know, I so... went to Miami, Ohio. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we we're in we we're in the MAC with you guys. So exactly. yeah. I actually got to go to Ford Field in Detroit, and we danced for the MAC championship games. Oh, actually, cool! I think one year we won, one year we didn't against NIU, I believe.
0: And no, nobody from Bowling Green really goes pro, though, right? A, a handful do. Who, who, who's the last one to go pro? Do you know?
1: A couple guys that I went to school with did. Really? From the football team. Gabe Martin. Mm. Um,
0: it's like usually like an offensive names. lineman or something. that. Yeah. yeah. And
1: actually, from the basketball team, Rashawn Holmes ended up going to the Utah Jazz and then went to the Sixers.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. when I would see him at I, the game. corrected. Yeah, that was yeah. kind of
1: cool, too. So when they would announce him in the starting lineup, I'm like, I danced with you before. Yeah. I'm like, I know that guy.
0: People want to find you and check you out, where can they find you on Instagram?
1: My Instagram handle is Miss Megan VK. It's M-I-S-S-M-E-G-A-N-V-K.
0: Miss Megan VK. You guys should check it out. You will not be disappointed. She's posting videos at five in the morning. So, you know, (laughs) if you're if you're not a morning person, you might not feel as good about yourself after watching. But you might be motivated. You might be motivated to get up. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. People that are successful, that have the drive, they get up and they go. Yeah. Like this girl I told you about, uh, mm-hmm. Alyssa, who was my second guest on the show. Yep. She has two kids, husband. She's waking up at 4 in the morning. Like yeah. That's the sacrifice that yeah. you need to make if you really want to go take yourself to, to a different level. You yeah, know, for It's sure. just the way you have to do it.
1: And my boyfriend was telling me he was training with someone from DBC in Miami. You know where that is?
0: Uh, DBC. What does that stand for again? You dumbbells, don't know. barbells, and cables. Oh, okay. I think. No, no. Okay. Okay. Um,
1: a lot of famous athletes go there too. That's why you wanted to go. But um, I think one of the trainers there was telling him a story about priorities. Mm-hmm. And the story was something like, if someone told you to get up and go to the gym every morning at this time, or four or five a.m. or something, would you do it? And then you wait to see what the person says. And then you say, now, what if I told you, if you get to the <clears throat> gym at this time and I gave you ten thousand dollars, would you do it? And the person's like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then they're like, well, what about your priorities? Isn't your health your priority? You can't get up and go to the gym right. just if the $10,000 $10, sign is on it. Exactly. That's when you go. It's
0: so true. It's yeah. So true. And you know what's funny is that even the mo- what you often find with, not all the time, but what you often find with the most successful people is that they go to the gym early So that their day is stimulated, that their brain is stimulated, that they're acting at their optimal performance levels, and then oh, that ten thousand dollars is going to be multiples eventually over time because you're not a lazy Mm -hmm.
1: slub sitting
0: around doing nothing, you know. So it's it's so true. People are people are. uh, There's so many people that need to that need to go get off the couch and go do something. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, check out Megan Miss Megan VK on Instagram. Same thing on Twitter or. Okay. Same thing, on Twitter. Same thing on Twitter. I don't
1: post as much fitness stuff on Twitter, but you can follow me. I saw want. her Twitter
0: <laughs> uh, profile says conservative folks. So if you're uh, non-conservative, <laughs> you might want. to. I don't know if you're. Uh, what's your take, real quick, on on uh, our current president?
1: I love President Trump. Yeah. I voted for him.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I do he's think doing, he's
1: doing a great job? I'm excited about the tax cuts that are coming. Uh, well, they're coming into play soon. And.
0: Um, yeah, 2018. So the two thousand so when you're filing your taxes in twenty nineteen, yeah twenty nineteen your, te- your taxes will be different right. for this year. So Right. Uh yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like I said, politics has definitely divided this country. Everyone's yeah, it like is. it's so intense. I, I hated like during the election, I hated even going on Facebook. It was disgusting, mm-hmm. right? It's still yeah. It still is. It's like okay, guys, get over it. Like it's yeah. over with, you know what I mean? So
1: I have a funny story. Uh oh. So I found a picture screenshot that was sent to me from Twitter. This is really funny.
0: Megan's pulling up a picture. Everybody, (laughs) bear with us here. (laughs) You found this on Twitter or Instagram?
1: This is Twitter, Uh and he was talking about someone at a basketball game that he was at, and he said, "So I'm watching the game, and I think one of the cheerleaders is hey, pretty cute." So I check out her bio for fun, and I find out she's a right wing nut job. And now I'm thinking she looked like Kellyanne Conway all along. <laughs> that's hilarious. But the joke's on him because I'm not even on the team anymore. So the person that he's pretending looks like Kellyanne Conway it's a just a different
0: blonde girl who's pretty. That's that's what. He's, <laughs> that's what he's doing.
1: <laughs> I just thought that was silly, and I don't that know. That is pretty
0: sad. It's I, sad.
1: I just wish that people could be more open minded. Um, yeah. I've had people pretty much defriend me over really? it. Yeah, I believe. That. And I'm like, I'm friends with you just because you have different opinions than yeah. me. You won't even, don't even want to be friends with me.
0: Right. Exactly. It's, no. it's strange. It's, it's like it's, it's really divided us. And I hope that uh, eventually over time, everyone will start to calm down, which it kind of feels like it has a little bit, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was like such at a high that it could only have come down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: And I think that the left's rhetoric is so ridiculous sometimes that now it's the boy who cried wolf. And people yeah. are like, wow, like the world's not burning down now that President yeah. Trump's in office. Like, I thought everyone was going to die. Like, mm-hmm. what happened?
0: Right. And it's so true. people are getting so
1: $1,000 bonus checks because yeah. of the tax cuts. And we're about to have more money in our pockets. And there's just lots of positive changes going on.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate your insight on that. And uh, like I said, you know, hopefully people will start to, you know, see the, the, the positive things that are happening. and. And, um, you know, not everything's not everything's hundred and zero. There's a middle ground somewhere. Yeah. So we we should all you know remember that that's that's really what it's all about. And again, if you disagree with somebody's opinions or feelings or political stance, that doesn't mean that you should defriend them and right. You know there's there's other things outside of politics that you're allowed you're entitled to your opinion. You know what I mean? Right. Like It's so sad, it's so mm-hmm. sad. I figure people would. I, you know, I give you a little credit for even putting yourself out there like that because. <laughs> you got the trolls out there. I'm not that are, gonna that are, lie, it was a little wrong. hard.
1: Um, sometimes when I do, uh, actually at first, especially when I was just posting pro-conservative views, mm. people would come after me and the trolls, like you said. Yeah. But I don't think that I should have to hide just because I have this viewpoint. When totally. the other side is about is allowed to be out in the open about it, why right. can't I tell my opinion?
0: Yeah, and they they're like so crazy. They're like Trump's anti-gay. He's anti. Female. He's anti-black. He's anti-Semitic. Right? Like, right. Everything's anti, anti, anti. It's not. And then here he is. He's announcing Jerusalem is like the capital of Israel. Y- you know, right. like And his daughter's married to a Jewish guy. You know, you yeah. Know, so how are like, people going to call him Nazi? You know, that
1: doesn't you, even make sense.
0: <laughs> it's just. It, and that's why I said it. you turn on the news these days, and literally everything is fake news. No- I mean, everything is fake. I don't like to g- fake news, mm-hmm. but like you hear that all the time. Yeah. But there's so many things out there right now that it's just – you don't even know, like, what to believe anymore. You right. You because one side hates this man. The other side loves this man because they yeah. – it's like roles reversed, right? So mm-hmm. there's got to be a middle yeah, ground. definitely. There's got to be a middle ground somewhere, you know? Yeah, and I
1: think alternative news sources and media sources are actually on the rise, like podcasting. Things mm. that are opinions-based are really on the rise just because, like you said, it's so biased in the – in the mainstream media yeah, yeah so people are going on Twitter and people are going on they're, they're creating their own YouTube. News, Yeah, creating their
0: own news organizations now, yeah you know like people are doing people are using this medium to say hey there's there's a let me give you my opinion you know yeah. or let me give you the facts you know there's
1: yeah facts and data like the rather the Ricky than just, or these mm-hmm. other
0: people that are out there that are giving facts you know
1: yeah, rather than just name-calling at each other, like, laying out the facts and data and actually having a real conversation rather than yeah. just screaming at the one person and trying to shut down the whole conversation. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting because I, I'm not 100% for one way or the other, you know, when it comes to political. Because mm-hmm. um, there is a middle ground. Nothing's black and white, you know. not Nobody's perfect, and not you're not, you're not going to agree with absolutely everything somebody says, so just like everything in life, like you and I aren't gonna agree with everything we say, but we can still sit down and have a conversation like this and get along and hang out and you yeah, know, I don't I don't calm. need to troll I don't need to troll you on Twitter and Yeah, you know, we're yeah. both
1: calm, we're not yelling at each other, exactly. we're not pointing fingers and screaming.
0: There's something to be said about that and I hope that uh, <clears throat> I hope that we can get back to that. And I, I have a feeling we will eventually over I think time. So too. I think we will. I think we will. The country people deserve better in this country. We deserve to treat each other better. And uh, to be more open-minded with each other, and not just spew at each other, spew bullshit. Yeah, definitely. At each other. So I wasn't going to get into politics, but we kind of, kind of. <laughs> I, I had to it's ask you. Fun. I had to ask you about Trump. So yeah, you, for you, sure. You know, uh, yeah, and I
1: actually listened to a political podcast. It's economics based, and I never listened to podcasts before. But my first one that I ever picked up was the Dan Bongino show. It used to be called hmm. the Renegade Republican. Okay, and he, Mostly talks about facts and data and economics-based arguments, and sometimes he brings up like philosophy a little bit or like foreign mm. policy, but he doesn't get into that too much. Uh,
0: interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, so okay, Miss Megan VK, Instagram, Twitter. Again, if, even if you don't agree with her politically, you might. <laughs> that doesn't mean you can't follow her. That doesn't yeah. mean that you can't take advice from her when it comes to your you know fitness, nutrition. What's your uh, What's your uh, a typical Uh, meal plan for you these days real quick
1: food so when I get back from the gym I usually have eggs and potatoes and turkey sausage and then Mm. when I'm making a lunch or dinner one of my favorite bowls is um kale quinoa and chicken
0: I love that and honey mustard that, that sounds
1: really weird but yeah. that's what i like
0: that's great so are you mo- are you mostly like low carb or no carb or i mean you're doing carbs i've actually the-
1: upped my carbs a little bit just yeah. because i'm trying to gain muscle weight now okay. i'm not trying to be as skinny and as shredded as possible you like want when to bulk was, a little bit yeah a little yeah. bit like when i was dancing the goal the number one goal was to have shredded abs that was mm. pretty much it no yeah. matter how skinny i got but once I was off the team, I was like, wow, I need to shape up a little bit. I and want, that's the thing now, don't be
0: afraid of the food, right? Yeah. If you want to bulk, put some muscle on. Like, that was another thing. That's theory, what I'm doing. Right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. awesome. That's great. And, mm-hmm. you, and you're a you're big, big fan of water, I see.
1: Yes. Big fan
0: of water and Chugging
1: water. <laughs> How
0: much water do you drink a day?
1: About a gallon and a half, I'd say. Jeez.
0: Are you drinking a gallon? Did I see you said you drink a gallon, like, before lunch? Yeah. That's crazy. Sometimes. That's crazy for that. That's like 128 ounces. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 128 ounces. So for f- people that don't know, you're drinking like seven to eight bottle, like normal bottle waters. Yeah. Seven to eight, eight normal bottle water. No, it should be like 16. You're drinking oh, yes. like 17, 16, 17. Yeah, like a normal bottle of water, 17 ounces. You're drinking like you know seven or eight of those before lunch.
1: Yeah. And then you do yeah. like another
0: three or four after lunch. <laughs> yeah. These
1: regular size water bottles, I usually can't use these because I chug them so quickly and then I'm out. And so I'm like, oh shit. I is have there, to is get it, the bigger is ones. Is it bad to
0: drink too much water? Is there that, uh, is that, or that side of it too?
1: There might be. Uh-huh. Um,. That's a good question for my boyfriend. He's actually a registered nurse, so we learn more about that stuff. Okay. Um, And he's super into fitness as well and all that nutrition, bodybuilding um, versus functional bodybuilding versus CrossFit. So he's into all that stuff too.
0: He keeps you honest. Yeah. He keeps you motivated. Yeah, and he he helps me switch it up too because I'm not super
1: creative when it comes Mm -hmm. to making my workouts, but he's always studying these different um, functional bodybuilding movements and helping me create – a new workout that's going to challenge yeah. my body. No, that's and, great. Because you, you can't. Have hit, to. If yeah. you hit a plateau, it's because you're just doing the same thing yeah. over and over. You got
0: to you got to confuse your body, confuse your muscles, right? Yeah. Stimulate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, like I said, I really appreciate you being here. Um, couple last minute, last quick hit questions for you, and we'll finish mm-hmm. it off. Um, okay, so I'm going to say something and. First thing that comes to your mind, just say one word. Okay? One word? Yeah, just one word. Um, well, favorite cheat meal. I mean, it could be more than one word. It could be a couple words. Favorite cheat meal or favorite cheat food? Donuts. Donuts, really? For sure. Dunkin' Donuts? Are, uh...
1: Actually, in Cleveland, Jack Frost Donuts is the mm. bomb. That must be downtown, huh? Um, no, I think it's out in Par- not Parma somewhere over there jack frost jack frost so they have you owe, this you owe megan
0: a, uh, a little endorsement <laughs> little free endorsement plug there here. yeah yeah
1: so they have a blueberry cake donut oh, that geez. absolutely melts in your mouth oh, and God. it crumbles and it just has this little icing on the outside that's so good
0: uh, mine's pizza still no matter what mm-hmm. it's it's hard to it's hard to pass yeah. that up yeah um the problem is i probably cheat a lot more than you do anyway let's see <laughs> favorite restaurant in cleveland Lago, Lago. I like that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. In the flats. Yeah, that's that's a good place. Good vibes. Sure. You didn't go to the you didn't go to the New Year's party, did you?
1: I didn't. I went last year. Yeah, I heard
0: it's fun. My sister was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Favorite, Cavs player, not named LeBron.
1: Can it be previous?
0: Sure. Favorite Cavs player of all time, not named LeBron. How about that?
1: I used to love Booby Gibson. Yeah, that's back in the day. He was
0: fun. Yeah, he, he was, was super good. Cute. He was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, he like was hot, and he was killing it. And then all of a sudden, and I don't know what kind happened of fell to off. him. Yeah, yeah. I think he married Keisha Cole. Yep.
1: Right? I think he did. Yeah. Are they still together? Do we know? Or Sierra. Sierra. Or no, Keisha I think Cole? it was
0: Keisha Cole. Because <clears throat> Sierra's with uh, Russell Wilson.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I just loved him growing up.
0: Yeah, he was he was cool. He mm-hmm. was fun because th- he was here when LeBron left. Yeah. So, you know, we, we needed somebody to chair for. Booby like, Gibson was the war. guy, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Last one is what advice would you give to girls that are, you know, in high school now or even college going through it? What's your best advice for them to get into the, you know, professional dance life?
1: You definitely have to change your mindset. And you have to come up with what your goals are. And then you have to figure out your path to the goal. Mm. And if you care about it that much, you have to work at it every single day.
0: Get up at 4 in the morning, 5 <laughs> in the morning, folks. Yeah, depending what you got to do.
1: Like, whenever your classes are, you need to make sure that you can do it around that. And honestly, yeah. one of the reasons I wake up in the morning and work out is just because I'm fresh. There's nothing bugging me. People aren't calling me that early in the morning. And there's not... A Bunch of random stuff coming at me yeah. throughout the day. If it if I wait till later at night, yeah, my motivation goes down. I'm like, I'm just sluggish.
0: And once your body yeah. gets used to working out like that mm-hmm. to start your day, you can't even fathom like if Not you go right because yeah. if you go without work, you feel like your whole day feels so weird. Yeah, if yeah, I don't yeah. do it, I gotta, get so, back, <laughs> I gotta get back to those morning work. Yeah, it's again. my norm, yeah. and I love That's it. That's my motivation now. Uh, thanks so much for coming. I Really appreciate yeah, thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thanks.